Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you. You are welcome here. Will you open up with me? These pages they can feed your innermost desires. Do you feel inspired? Are you getting what you need? Are you coming curiously? A secret safe with me. And here you can simply be Hi, y'all. This is Jace, she, they, and you found Jace Reads Romance, a community dedicated to empowering women about sex and sexuality through the reading of romance novels. We have another reader interview today, and I am so excited to be joined by Kayla, who will introduce herself and what she's most excited to talk about when it comes to romance novels. Welcome, Kayla. Hi, Jace. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. My name's Kayla. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm just really excited to be on here today chatting about romance novels, which is one of my just all-time favorite things. Um, I feel like especially when it's cold outside and the weather kind of gets crappy, um, what's better than like snuggling up with your favorite book inside with some kind of warm drink just to like flip through the pages so it's my favorite time of year because of that <laughs> uh, there's never a better excuse to read romance novels than when it is gross outside yes <laughs> okay let's dive right in Kayla tell us a little bit about how you discovered romance novels what age were you? What was your first book? And what did you think when you opened up or read that first explicit scene? <laughs> oh my gosh, this this is actually probably like one of the most exciting things. <laughs> one of the things that I'm most excited to talk about is like how I came to reading romance. Yes! Um, yeah, just because it's kind of, I don't know, it's very near and dear to my heart. So my best friend from middle school, um, she's read romance books forever, forever. And she was always like, Kayla, you got to get on this. You got to get on this train. And I was like, "Ugh, Emma, like, I'm busy. Like, I have things going on. Like, I I'll get there sometime, but not right now. Um, and so she just like over the years, since fifth or sixth grade, she would have just like always kind of poke a little bit be like hey do you want to read this book or hey do you want to do this and I'd always be like ah, I don't have time no 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 whatever so probably about two years ago actually like winter in Chicago two years ago um I was new to the city I had like just moved here was like kind of struggling to find a job that I was liking and also went through like a terrible breakup always and, always and I was just like depressed and my friend knew and she goes Kayla 
I know you have pushed this away for years, but what about reading a romance novel? What if, what if you did that? And I said, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. What should I start with? (laughs) Um, Okay. What was it? What was it? Yes. So I had actually, I went to visit her in person and she was like, oh, well, you have a long drive back. Why don't you like listen to an mm-hmm. audiobook?" She was like, there's mm-hmm. these three short stories by Allie Hazelwood. <gasps> it's about like three friends. There are three short stories and you should listen to them in this order. She was like, listen to Pink first then the green one, and then listen to the blue one. She was like, you don't even need to know the titles. Just pay attention to the colors. You'll have time to get through at least one of them like on your drive back. Um, Because she lives in Kansas City. So I was driving back from Kansas City back to Chicago. So I remember I just like threw one on maybe about halfway through my drive. And I think I called Emma right afterwards. And I was like, Emma? Yeah. What? What is this? Why didn't you make me do this sooner? And she was like, Kayla, I've been trying for years. <laughs> and and it just kind of like toppled toppled off from there. Like yeah. I listened to all three of those. I and then I she just started like mailing me books. Oh. She would like send me recommendations. We have like a big book list between the two of us. So basically like our friend book club mm-hmm. was born. And all we do is read romance books. <laughs> that is a good friend. That the is a really friend. good friend. Also, I don't know if this has happened in these last two years, but as you delve into romance, you can sometimes get really niche. You can find, oh, I am now only about Omegaverse with these types of humans and I need this type of trope involved in it. And uh, I, so many people say that Allie Hazelwood is, ha- she has a shtick. She has a thing that she does, but, and mm-hmm. a, a formula to her, her stories doesn't mean I haven't, you know, pre-ordered Bride. Doesn't Same. mean that I have not already <laughs> pre-ordered it. Absolutely. But She's a good one. I she's so accessible. That was such a good recommendation. So kudos Emma for knowing know. for knowing the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She knew what would get me apparently. But it was I think kind of the other special part about like the as yeah. Ali, wow. I think kind of the other special part of the Ali Hazelwood recommendation was that the female characters are so strong mm-hmm. and smart and likable. Like they're just so relatable as women. And so I think when I was kind of feeling down about myself, kind of tapping into those really strong, intelligent female characters, kind of just like boop, yep. smushed me into like a better, better spot, which yeah. was great. Yes. Yes. With your introduction to romance, were you a reader at all before this time, before these books, before this friend book club started? <laughs> you know, yes and no. Like I I've always loved reading and when I was younger, like I would power through books so fast and then I feel like starting college and like end of high school life gets busy and then you kind of forget about the things you really like to do 
So I had always enjoyed reading, but I think sometimes it kind of took a back burner to other things when, when stuff kind of was. When life lifed all over you. Exactly. Um, But (laughs) pandemic times, actually, I started reading a lot more. And that was when, I don't know, I think I was reading the books that I like thought I should be reading. Like, tell me about those books. Like some self-help books Mm -hmm. or some like, I don't know, some stuff that I was like, yeah, somebody told me that this book was good and that it would be good for my insides. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll read it. Yeah. And I just remember struggling, like struggling to get through the books. And I was like, God, I love reading. Like, why is this so hard? Like it, it feels more like a chore instead of like something that I want to sit down and do for hours. Yes. And life is really, I'm not knocking self-help. There is an entire shelf of personal growth, especially with what I do geared toward relationships and sex and things of that nature. But there is also something to be said about reading the things that speak to you and aren't telling you what you should be feeling. You should enjoy what you're reading. And I'm And we've all been there. We've all read the books that we're supposed to read. Or, you know, you're in a new relationship. You need to read the five love languages. Or you want to start a business. You should read We Should All Be Millionaires or The Secret or whatever it is. (laughs) You know, you've discovered (laughs) Oprah. And uh, those are are great books and they can be incredible. But they might not speak to your soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's also okay. Okay. so. We've had a history of books that are supposed to fill you up and leave, but left you cold. Now we're moving into romance novels. Had you ever read, and especially because here at JC's Romance, we talk about the explicit sex of romance. So had you ever read explicit sex before you listened to Allie Hazelwood? No, no, not. <laughs> I also I remember being in the car and I like when I think like because you know like it's the chapter like the chapter comes in like hot and heavy (laughs) and I just remember it's starting and I think I had about 15 like audible gasps and I was like (laughs) I love this (laughs) I almost think like I think maybe during maybe like halfway during the first like explicit chapter I was uh-huh. reading, I I either like stopped or like called Emma and I was like, hey, are all of them like this? <laughs> and she was like, well, a lot of them have different spice levels. So you can like kind of decide what what you're what you're into. And I was like, okay, well, I like this. This I yeah. like. Yeah. I said, I like the chili pepper books. Let's go for those. <laughs> And it's funny you say that because, and I don't know if this has changed, but I, when I found Allie Hazelwood, because she hasn't been around that long, let's, let's be very frank. She hasn't been around that long. I have been reading romance novels for several decades at this point. So by the time I got to her, I was like, this is a nice level two, two out of five for me and but I can also imagine having never heard that 
thinking that must be a four or a five and being thrilled and scandalized and titillated about that. Having a few more years of reading under your belt, where where do you find yourself leaning? Is that still like your level of of intimacy that you're looking for? Or do you crave more? Or are you someone who runs the gambit and you can find just as much enjoyment in a zero or one as you do in a four or a five? I feel like I'm kind of all over the board. I think it depends how I'm feeling. Like sometimes <laughs> I want the spice and I'm like, give me the spice. This is what I want to read right now. Like this is the kind of book that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times that, I don't know, sometimes I really like the storyline. Like if sometimes if the storyline and the character building isn't there, I, I don't feel like as invested. Like- I, I think sometimes it makes the intimate moments, even if mm -hmm. they are like less scandalous, like they feel, it feels more um, deep. I guess. More it, this is something to be said that there is smut for smut's sake. And then there is smut that moves you. And uh, if a character, if smut is, if the smut is written poorly, then you don't care. And if, the lead up to what might just be a kiss or an even a fade to black is well written. You might need to fan yourself by the end of that. So yes, there are different levels. And even if you're someone who reads a five periodically or most of the time, you can get that much and you can get enjoyment from a really well written one. And thank you for that, because sometimes it feels like as a reader, we talked, I mentioned you get yourself into a little niche and you're like, this is what I like. Sometimes it feels as though, am I allowed to go back? Like now that I've hit level four, level five, am I still a romance reader? Am I still a spicy romance reader if I enjoy a one or a two? I think. Definitely, yes, because it's like just a different level of intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like sometimes the lead ups and like this crafted storyline of like these characters that like their paths are suddenly crossing, like, I don't know that sometimes the build up and that storyline feels like a lot more intimate. And I think me as a person, mm -hmm. I am very attached to like, that kind of intimacy. Like I, I need there to be like something a little deeper yeah. sometimes. And sometimes it's just smut for smut because there's something in the Scottish Highlands and it oh. needs to be discovered. I don't know. Always. All, <laughs> always. I will never turn down a Scotsman. Me Ever. Either. Ever. Okay, so... I feel like we've said her name so many times. Allie Hazelwood was definitely your introduction, but what were some of the other books, especially in that beginning period where you dove into romance that really made you feel like this genre was for you? Yeah, so Allie Hazelwood, we started on Strong, but then I read all the books and I was like, well, what's next? Who, who's next? So, um... Like I said, I have this big book list with my friend Emma. And so like, she's always adding new things. But 
Allie Hazelwood was where we started. And then she was like, maybe you would like something with like a little more storyline, a little mm-hmm. more character. So then we moved into Emily Henry land, yeah. which I adored. All of them. Except, except for the last book. I wasn't as big of a fan of Happy Place, but, okay. but it, it was That's so good. Fine. Just not my favorite of the others. Which one is um, your favorite? Oh, man. Book lovers, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's mine. Well, it was so tropes. I, I love the tropes. Like It was so great. Yeah. My friend Emma and I talk about this a lot, like the tropes. We love Emma, enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. We love, like, close proximity. We Like, all of the tropes I, I'm here for. Um, oh, no. There's only one bed. This is such a good one. Oh, no. We somehow have to snuggle in bed together. It's one of my favorites. There's I know one bed. I know it's Steffi. I know it's Steffi's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ali Hazelwood, Emily Henry, what Christina next? Christina Lauren. Christina Lauren, Lauren yep. Delightful. Um, the Unhoneymooners, I think, was the first one I read of hers. I think I've only read Love and Other Words of Hers. That's the only one. That one I read recently, and I don't think I've ever cried so much from a book. But it was was so, it was so good. But that one was a trip. That 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 was was a different mood (laughs) to be in to read. That's a good example for me of a book that is particularly light on spice, but I felt so moved by when reading that book like I was invested in them and when they finally got together in both storylines I was so excited and thrilled to be there that I didn't care that it was like a like a two like one or two I agree I agree I was like this is so heartfelt Mm-hmm. I don't care that there's no spice. The next book I read, then we'll make that one a spicy one. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It was a, oh, it was such a good one. It was a good one. Yes. Well, you should read a few more of Christina Lawrence. Roomies was also very good. Broke Roomies. my heart a little, but okay. but brought me back. Brought me back. <laughs> Clearly, um, you didn't stop. I didn't stop. <laughs> um, I also uh really like Tessa Bailey. Mm-hmm. I haven't read too many of her books yet, but the one I did read, I was like, Emma, this one is, this one is spicy. I like it. Is it Hook, Hook, Line, and Sinker and Tools of Engagement are the ones that I definitely know I've read and haven't just been living on my TBR. <laughs> yes, I read, uh, what was it? It Happened One Summer. Oh, that's the one. The one where she... That was the first... She's in, like, a fishing village. Yeah, where they the like thighs. Get... He, she, ta- she keeps talking about his thighs. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but that, that is, that's what I remember from that book, is her appreciation of the, the MMC's thighs. <laughs> we love it when they can talk about the thighs, a little glute action, little nice booty. We love I mean, listeners, by this time, the forearms episode will have been out. So if you haven't gone and listened to Sefi and me talk about forearms, just just scooch on back when you're done with this. (laughs) 
I think I will be doing that as well. Sefi is currently <laughs> dying. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so these are, we've talked about how you started. We talked about authors that really made an impact at the beginning. How have you evolved and what do you look for now as a romance reader? That's a great question. I feel like I still feel so new. Like I, mm-hmm. I know that I've been reading it pretty regularly for a while now, but every time I finish a book, I call my friend and we, number one, we talk about the book, which is kind of my favorite thing about book club. Um, but then she's always like, well, what are you in the mood for? Like, what do you want to read? And then she'll make some kind of recommendation. Or like I said, we have a list. So like, it's like something is always on deck. But mm-hmm. um, we have had chats about moving a little more into like period historical romance, mm-hmm. which I'm intrigued by. She, I did read Pride and Prejudice for her like a while back in the day. And Doesn't I was count. like, I, I was mean, like, like, it counts, Emma, but it doesn't count. I said, Emma, this is fine. But like, this was hard for me to get through because there were so many characters. I didn't know who anyone was. And she was like, watch the movie first and then read the book and then it'll be fine. And she was correct. It worked. But since then, we moved modern and I've mm-hmm. really been loving the kind of like modern flair and like uh, all the different varieties, like the spicier or the... I don't know, the more character driven, not, not as spicy. Um, But I would be intrigued. I I would be intrigued for another historical romance. I feel like there's something that could be exciting about the stolen glances or like the, the back of the hand brushes. This is (laughs) so, oh man, because I love, I love anything with a corset. Sorry, Uh, anything with a corset is just you're going to have my heart. It sounds like you've stayed very contemporary in your reading. And I love that there's so much available in that contemporary world that runs the gamut of tropes, of types of relationships, of types of sex, even with your sticking, even in the vanilla worlds, like there's been a shift in the sex that's been written. And I hope that you're sticking with like the good stuff. But when you're moving into period pieces, if you're moving into period pieces, I recommend ones that have a very modern feel and less historical accuracy. So the thing about something like Pride and Prejudice is it's a it's a romance. And to us, it's historical. But for the author, it was contemporary. It was written at the time about her peers about her peerage so it doesn't have that same feel like I'm looking I'm literally looking around so bringing down the duke does which not historically accurate not historically accurate at all but a great one or always be my duchess write this shit down also this will be in the show notes (laughs) i think these are both on my list already (laughs) probably in that they are fairly well known in the historical but they have very modern feeling women another good one is the wisteria society of lady scoundrels it's Mm. it's not really historical it takes place kind of at that point, but there's magic and flying houses, and it is very, very tongue in cheek. 
funny. And that will be very different than something like A Rose in Winter, which you probably would never have on your list, but is one of those books from the 90s that everyone read. It also is A Rose 80, in Winter. A Rose in Winter. I have it. It's like 80,000 pages long. Oh my God. Look at this. It's, it's a teeny tiny book. Like, look at the girth on this book. That's a, that's a girthy book. <laughs> like, it's so girthy. It's so girthy for a teeny tiny book. Um, but that book is, they're not modern women at all in it. There's some really, well, I'll send you an email with more recommendations. Please do. I also, I'm remembering now. Yeah. Um, my friend also was like, how do you feel about ghosts, mm, ghost mm-hmm. romance? And I was like, yeah. I'm intrigued. Amazing. <laughs> so I, we did read um, my first like in, in, intel with yeah. that was um, dead, the dead romantics. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Have you read that t- one? No, it is on my TBR shelf on one of these. Ashley Poston. Yes. Ashley Poston. Yeah. It was yep. very good. Very I was like, okay, Emma, I questioned your recommendation on this because of how you prefaced it, but I liked it. She basically said, like, how do you feel about ghosts? How do you feel about ghosts and sex? And I was <laughs> like, at the same time? Or what is do you it, mean? Isn't that a Kesha song? <laughs> Maybe. Like there's a, I feel like there's a Kesha song about like ghost sex back then. Um we have evolved. All right. Now, uh, if if you would let me, I would love to turn the questions to a little bit more about putting romance into practice. So you've been reading these books, you've read sex scenes for the first time, you're delving in, you've got a nice array of contemporary romance giving you words, giving you life, um, or maybe that's just the phrase that I would use. How did it feel? As someone who is a sexual human, and if you're comfortable, share your sexual identity with us, uh, to experience sex in this different way through the written word. Yeah, so I I feel like I'm very vanilla. I'm boring. I'm just like also a cis white woman, uh, heterosexual. So it's like, okay. What, what sometimes I'm like what do what ideas do I have to offer <laughs> that are like more exciting than someone else but um I think I think part of reading romance has like made me more comfortable in my sexuality and made me like even more comfortable talking about it obviously with my best friend but like I don't know with other people who like are kind of intrigued when I say that I read romance novels and I'm just like well like I don't know it's gotten me more interested in like wanting to try new things or like I don't know if I'm at home alone by myself and I read a spicy chapter I'm like huh well if I wanted to I could go masturbate that's totally fine why not why not fine (laughs) yeah So what were the things that maybe surprised you or made you go, I'd never even thought about that? I don't know. Sometimes it was almost the, um, 
the need or like the want to happen like right then and there because mm-hmm. I think sometimes again like in vanilla world or sometimes people think like oh well like we only have sex in our bed at <laughs> night and that's all mm-hmm. and so I think like sometimes diving in these books it was like okay like I don't know it's the middle of the day but we're just on a walk in the woods and why not do it right here right now <laughs> like that sounds great sure so I think it kind of, I don't know, not that I needed permission, but I also like grew up in small town, middle of nowhere, like very conservative. So I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. even like talking about sex was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um. So I think this is kind of reading romance and delving into like different styles or like just like reading sex in general has really made me feel more comfortable about sex and my sexuality and like what I like doing in the bedroom or in the kitchen or in the shower or wherever (laughs) like yes it can be exciting and fun oh if I had the ability to make sound effects it would be a party sound effect right now and that is oh that is exactly why we're here talking about explicit romance because so often we're given the idea that yes sex exists but if you don't talk about it it stays this amorphous thing that like you said maybe only happens in the bedroom or for a certain group of people becomes the butt of the joke oh well when you're in a real relationship your sex life disappears and it occurs on the be- in the bed on birthdays and holidays and it's boring and hopefully satisfactory for the dude. And what I love that hearing from you is reading romance didn't necessarily change your sexuality. As, as you've stated, you are still a cis het woman, but it allowed you to embrace sex as a more dynamic and nuanced thing that could happen in the shower, in the kitchen, in a car, on a boat. I'm trying to think of like all the places that those books have had sex that we've talked about. <laughs> like I'm trying to be like, I know, I'm trying to run it I'm through like, my head. Also. Like all of these other places that are filled with passion and excitement and satisfaction um and if nothing else I hope I mean do you feel like you deserve better sex now yes yes (laughs) also I I feel like as I've gotten older too like I don't know I have higher expectations in the bedroom you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like yeah and, and I'm also like, why did I not have these expectations this whole time? Like, it should be about me and about us and about the thing. But I am. I'm also in I'm also in a long distance relationship. So I think (sighs) the books have also, I think, kind of helped us to kind of get through that. And also sometimes when I'll read a really spicy chapter, I'll be like, hey, boyfriend. 
can I just like read you what I just read? Because it was <gasps> saucy. Yes. <laughs> How does, so I, I'm going to pivot this. I think what you said is so important. You, why didn't you have these expectations when you're younger? And part of it is that, and this is a big shift that I'm seeing in the world and in romance. And I am so glad that you are newer to romance because it means hopefully you have not had to deal with the romance novels and the sex scenes that are like pee in like penis into vagina and orgasm immediately with nothing else like at all. And, (laughs) but so much of romance I has been written like that. And I think it made women feel like if that didn't happen for them, they were broken or they just had to deal with it or men were told that's how sex worked. And if your your partner didn't, if you're having sex with women as a man, because, you know, not everybody, not every man has sex with women. But if you're having sex with a vagina and they don't orgasm through the magic of your dick alone, it's not your fault into the more nuance of of sex and pleasure. And the the fact that we should have these high expectations for ourselves and also communicate to our partners that these are expectations there's nothing wrong with your your dick if it doesn't immediately make me orgasm through two thrusts alone but what why no it takes three oh. <laughs> <laughs> The ability to, as a woman, read a scene that is sexy and empowering and see, oh my gosh, she touched her clit while they were having sex, or he touched her clit while they were having sex, and suddenly have the words to say to your partner, like, we've talked, or maybe you've never talked about external stimulation, or hey, this thing was really sexy to me. I want to try it. I want to role play. Here are the words that I found that express what I want to try with you, my partner, so that we both have a better time. And oh my gosh, what did your partner think about? How did your partner handle all that? All that in a bag of chips that I just threw in there. (laughs) So funny. Um, I feel like he he was very um he received it very well. I think at first he was like, "Oh, this <laughs> this is what you're always reading when you're on your little iPad just like flicking through the pages." Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, sweetheart, this is what." You're <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I didn't expect it to be like quite so explicit, but but he was like, "But you like reading it." And I was like, "Yes, I do." Yes, I do. Um, but I it has been fun too because I think it's sparked um because of the long distance, like whenever we do have the time together, like it's sparked like, hey, would you want to try this? Or like, um I have small boobs, and so I feel like I I was like, I'm a disappointment to whoever is playing with these boobs because they're just small, they're fine, whatever. And I like, I never really like thought anything about my breasts. And Mm. then I started reading these books and there was a lot of like nipple play or like they would just speak about like how glorious this woman's small boobs were. And I was like, damn, okay, my small boobs are glorious also. So let's let's investigate that a little bit yes they are (laughs) yes 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so I, I feel like it kind of opened a little gateway. And before when I was, I, I don't know, like if I was like embarrassed by my yeah. boobs or whatever, but now I'm like, yes. Okay. Like he's sucking on my nipple or like, there's a little like titillation happening and like I'm very into this now and I didn't ever think I was before but all right notes to self (laughs) thank you thank you and that just leads to and so many people if you're I I don't know if you can y'all have seen enough of my expansive flat chest to know that I am not well gifted in the uh the bosom department but And so often for women, we are told what it means to be sexy. And, uh, and I'm glad to see that it's changing, and you're reading it and you're experiencing it. But I remember growing up and Sefi, I don't know if you can speak to this because Kayla, I'm older than you. Like, we're just going to put that out there. Like, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. But it used to be like Victoria's Secret model or bust. Like, you weren't sexy unless you looked like them. And if you didn't have big boobs or like a tiny butt with no cellulite, like, you were not sexy. And it seems so innocuous to have a main character with smaller boobs or even if it's described as this is just a handful or whatever there are so many women with just a handful or who have been told by society that unless you are a push-up bra or pretending your boobs are not worth it for your partner and I love oh my gosh yes because small boobs, number one, are beautiful. Your boobs are glorious. They, yes, are. they are. Yes, they are. And not only to look at, and I'm sure for your partner to experience, but also to experience pleasure with. It doesn't mean anything. And so just hearing that small, small, not your boobs, but like that, sm- <laughs> that specific detail of women in romance novels experiencing pleasure with nipple play or small boobs or just boob play that wasn't like a dude saying look at the giant knockers on that one is can be groundbreaking um okay so now that you are an experienced romance reader what <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the books that you're reading and especially in the books that will come after what are you hoping to see and read yeah i i am the type of person who like really loves like how these two humans worlds collide like mm-hmm how they come together and then like what they do once that happens. Like I love the lead up and the, the like story part of, of the book. So I think I'm just, even though there are a lot of tropes in, in the romance novels, I'm always excited to see how different authors like tackle the same trope, like kind of in a new way. So I think that's kind of what I'm most looking forward to, especially because, like I said, I feel like I've just scratched the surface of 
this genre and there's like so many more books that I want to read so I'm just like excited to continue kind of digging through the list that I have and just book clubbing with my friend like every time I read something or like if something is getting crazy or I'm like oh my god like why did they just do that I'll call my friend and I'm like Emma what is happening in this book right now Thank, can I'm just going to shout out Emma and thank you. Thank you, Emma, for your service in this world. Thank you for your service. She's Friends, doing the, the good work. The good work. Y'all, we need to be more like Emma. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, man. I feel like we could talk forever, but I we have stuff to do. <laughs> I like to end these conversations with the same five questions for all of my guests. So Kayla, what is your favorite romance novel? Oh, man. It's probably like the first one I read, Allie Hazelwood's Love Hypothesis. That uh-huh. like changed it, changed the game. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, goodness. Don't go down the rabbit hole of Ellie Hazelwood. It's so good. Okay, so (laughs) don't go down the rabbit hole. Uh, Where slash how do you like to read? So physical book, Kindle, audio book, where, how, all of it combined, or is there a favorite? Yeah, so I I always preferred like a paper book, like real Mm -hmm. book in my hands, but... I will say I started reading on my iPad, like through the Kindle app, Mm -hmm. and it's just made it so convenient, like so convenient and easy to get books. And also like, I share it with my friend Emma. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, she reads a book, she can like send it right to me and I can read it too. So that I've been leaning more towards the Kindle lately, but yeah, I, I, there's something like, just very dreamy about like smelling a book as you're reading it. You know, there's a like, meme, a there's a meme way, about that. But... There's a meme about that that I'll put in the put on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just love to be comfy, cozy, like curled up on the couch, just like zipping through the book. And I also normally always read like in bed before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of helps me chill my brain out yeah. before the night unless I really start getting into the book and then I'm like oh my god it's 3 a.m I need to go to sleep (laughs) yeah I've never done that ever (laughs) no (laughs) no of course not um at Jace Reads Romance we have this idea called comfy sexy and it is the the belief that in your comfiest space in your bed in your reading nook in your grossest pjs you can still explore your sexuality through the reading of romance novels in that safe space. So just knowing that, what does comfy sexy mean to you? Oh, it just means like being the coziest possible. So sweatpants, fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy socks, probably like my oversized Taylor Swift sweatshirt, (laughs) um, curled up on the couch with like a hot cinnamon tea in the sunshine like the sunshine coming through the window Mm -hmm. we're good to go I love it that's comfy sexy yes um oh that's such a good answer next question where do you feel your sexiest 
Mm. I, as you know, am 99% of the time in yoga clothes. So I would say I feel my sexiest when I can like kind of shed that layer and wear something else. Like I sometimes I like to call it my like normal people clothes. <laughs> but like yeah. I don't know, lately like I'm just feeling incredibly sexy in like my favorite pair of jeans and like a slim fitting turtleneck. Like Ooh. that's what I want. That's a maybe that, some kind of fun sweater too. That's such a great answer. I love that. Oh, I love that for you. Also, winter in Chicago, perfect time to wear a turtleneck. Exactly. In your final moments with our listeners, what is something that you want them to know? Like, what is your soapbox thing that you want to make sure our listeners hear out of your mouth? Read the book. If you have like reservations or you're feeling like, oh, like, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if I'll like it. I don't like you're never going to know unless you do the thing. You're never going to find like the right fit for you until you try something on. So I don't know. I, I feel like I. I lost a lot of good reading years by mm-hmm. being. um resistant so like open yourself up try the thing do the thing read the book oh Kayla thank you so much for spending time with us here at Jace Reads Romance if our listeners want to find follow you send you their own recommendations where can they do that well, they can find me on the Instagrams. My Instagram handle is at K-M-K-L-A-M-M-E-R. That's my Insta handle. And then I also have a website, which I can Ooh. link to you. You can throw it up. And uh, hopefully I should get a little uh, reading list on there or something. That would be fun. <gasps> yes, please. All of that will be in the show notes Kayla, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure getting to talk to you. You as well, Jace. Thanks for having me. That's it for today, y'all. This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. Our producer is Sefi. Michael Achenbach is our patient editor. Our theme song is written and performed by Diana Weishauer. You can find show notes and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E Reads Romance. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at jacereadsromance. If you'd like to ask a question or share a story for the podcast, call and leave a message at 661-JACE-RR. That's 661-529-2377. Or send an email to jace at jacereadsromance.com. Finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. You can also leave us a review to help others find us. And remember, this is Jace holding space for you.